This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, May 11th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. James Comey has been fired from his post as head of the FBI. Julian Sanchez, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, says the rationale offered by the White House as the driver of the firing is pretty hard to swallow. We spoke yesterday. You know, James Comey has been uh, unpopular for different reasons on both sides of the aisle the last few months. Uh, but I thought the choice to keep him in his post was one of the uh, better signs uh, in, uh, during the transition. Look, the, the FBI director, it's important to understand, is a position that has a 10-year term since 1976. It's been a 10-year term uh, precisely because the idea is that it's not supposed to be one of these uh, political football positions that uh, just gets a new occupant every time a new administration comes into power. It's, it's precisely supposed to cross administrations. And the idea is both practically and symbolically that it's supposed to be, in a sense, above the vicissitudes of electoral politics, which is why it is vanishingly rare for FBI directors to be fired. It's happened basically once in our history, uh, 24 years ago when uh, Bill Clinton removed uh, William Sessions in the aftermath of a, a pretty blistering ethics report suggesting he had uh, misappropriated uh, government resources to, for his personal benefit. Um, but that, that's really it. Uh, FBI directors in general are not fired. Um, uh, and so the fact that he had kept Comey on seemed like uh, a promising sign in that uh, it was not uh, not just taking the extraordinary step of removing one uh, and and putting a, a sort of loyalist in place. Um, you know, again, Comey has taken a lot of heat. Some of it, I think, justified for uh, his judgment in, I think, a, a pretty difficult political situation. And uh, uh, while I would endorse uh, some of the criticisms levied against him for that, um, I think, you know, it is at least understandable uh, why he thought uh, it was necessary to do some of the questionable things he did, like uh, informing Congress and the, effectively the eve of the election that they had reopened the Clinton server investigation. Uh, but what, what's notable is that uh, all of the things that are now being cited uh, as reasons for his dismissal, uh, which is to say breaches of FBI protocol in giving his own press conference about uh, the uh, decision not to seek an indictment of Hillary Clinton, uh, his decision to essentially give his views uh, and uh, say some critical things about Mrs. Clinton beyond just that they were declining to indict, um, his decision again to inform uh, Congress about that investigation. Those were indeed all departures from uh, FBI protocol and, and just guidelines. Um, Comey has explained at some length why he thought that extraordinary circumstances justified it. You can agree or disagree with that. Um, but these were all things that both Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump uh, praised effusively at the time. So when that letter was sent to Congress saying uh, they were uh, reopening the Clinton investigation because they'd found uh, some more emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop, uh, uh, Trump said that took, that took real guts. Uh, Sessions said that uh, uh, really Comey had had no choice, that he had an absolute duty to act as he had. Um, so the idea that now this is the basis on which he's being removed is, is ridiculous. I mean, it's frankly a little bit insulting. It is not even really, I think, a, a meant as a serious argument. It seems, you know, almost more like a kind of gotcha, like the, the game where you're, um, you know, your, your older sibling on a long car ride is, 
you know, grabs your, your fist and whacks you and says, see, stop hitting yourself. Um, you know, they, they took a bunch of democratic criticisms uh, and, and ginned them up as, as though that was the reason nobody who's not being paid to believes that that's why Donald Trump removed James Comey. So what of the argument then that the reason he was removed is because over the last uh, week or so, he had requested more uh, resources to deepen the investigation into uh, the claims that the Russian government attempted to interfere with the U.S. election in 2016. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think it's it's. I mean, it would keep it more, if nothing else, just the fact that that investigation continues would definitely keep it, make it a, keep it a news item for weeks, yeah, months, it's, it's, or years. It's very hard to believe that that investigation was not part of the rationale here. We have a number of press reports. Uh, citing White House sources suggesting that that Trump was effectively enraged that this story was still in the news, that Comey wasn't more uh, unambiguously shutting it down and saying uh, there's nothing there, um, that relatedly he had not uh, been willing to back up Trump's uh, claims about uh, being targeted for wiretapping by President Obama. Um, and you know, I think in some broad sense, there is maybe this kernel of truth to uh, the memorandum uh, citing his sort of breaches of, of FBI protocol as factors in his removal, which is that uh, Comey has a reputation, uh, I think, deserved of uh, being very committed to the idea of, of the Bureau's independence from political influence, so sometimes uh, perhaps to a fault. Uh, but you know, he has the position, had the position as FBI director in substantial part because of a, a famous incident in which he really faced down. Uh, White House lawyers during the Bush administration uh, to say essentially, no, there's a program, a surveillance program. The president is authorized. I don't think it's lawful and I'm not going to sign off on it. Um, that was seen as uh, you know, an act of integrity that showed his commitment to the rule of law. Um, and again, in the uh, Clinton investigation, uh, you know, that press conference he was faulted for uh, was in part an attempt to uh, circumvent or you know, allay concerns that uh, Loretta Lynch was too friendly with the Clintons and that, um, that she might vet whatever recommendations Comey made. And so he uh, took this unorthodox step of, of holding his own press conference, making his own announcement. Um, you know, it seems clear that that in a broad way is not the kind of thing this administration uh, has a lot of tolerance for. Uh, someone who is, is going to tell the boss no and say, uh, look, what you want isn't, isn't legal and I'm, I'm not going to gin up some uh, justification for it. Uh, I'm not going to kill an investigation that you find inconvenient or don't want to have in the headlines. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that he had requested additional resources to continue that investigation, I think, made it clear that, that uh, they were not uh, planning to wrap it up or, or, or do some kind of whitewash. Um, and also, you know, the fact that he was willing to go around Loretta Lynch and speak publicly may suggest that uh, whatever the investigation found, I don't know if we, you know, it's realistic to expect they're going to find kind of some kind of smoking gun uh, evidence of knowing collusion with Russia. But, uh, you know, there's just an enormous number of ties between uh, the Trump campaign and the Russian government. Um, it seems likely that they would have found something, whether or not it was indictable, um, that would generate more embarrassing news stories. And the, the sort of precedent he'd set suggested that uh, Comey might have been willing to, to go public and discuss those findings, regardless of how they played uh, in the press or politically for the White House. Uh, and so, 
yeah, I think it's very difficult to, to believe and is confirmed by a number of press reports uh, based on White House sources um, that that is what they were concerned about, that, that Comey effectively was uh, was rogue, was, was not controllable, would not play ball or take dictation from the White House. Um, the only thing I'd say now is that uh, the investigation at this point, I think, is, is sort of fatally compromised. You know, I mean, even investigators of great personal integrity have mortgages. And so, uh, you know, until now, at least an FBI agent working that investigation could think, well, Comey will protect us. He's committed to independence. Uh, having watched you know, his head paraded through the streets on a pike, it's impossible, I think, for anyone uh, within the Bureau now to believe that they're safe from reprisal or retaliation if their digging turns up facts uh, the White House would rather not have to confront on the front pages, uh, and you know it, it, it's just difficult if you have a you know a mortgage and kids who need to go to college um, to uh, to do the principled thing and say, uh, well, I'm going to resign in protest if the boss tells me to cut it out. Um, and so, even if the next director doesn't attempt to improperly interfere, that chilling effect I think has already done the damage, has already compromised the investigation. Um, we have sort of limited options about how independent uh, an investigation really can be. So the options are Congress, um, which has its own problems, or uh, for some kind of special counsel, which would still ultimately be in the DOJ hierarchy, um, if not directly removable by the president. Uh, and I guess was the last thing is just that we ought to be pretty concerned, given the attitude businessman Donald Trump took to uh, the law in his private career about who replaces Comey, um, whether it's uh, you know, contractors who were bullied into taking less than they were owed, uh, with the alternative being ruinous litigation, uh, or journalists who were hit with you know, basically frivolous libel suits for writing unflattering things about Trump. Um, this is someone who has, throughout his career, really treated the law as not some kind of set of neutral principles as a respect, but as a kind of cudgel um, to be uh, used to batter your adversaries if you have the money and the, and the lawyers to, to use it that way. Um, so the idea of a, someone basically personally loyal to Trump uh, running the FBI with that power is, I think, uh, quite chilling. Julian Sanchez is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.